Kinda funny, man. They tell you you could be anything that you want when you follow your dreams. So you run around for an hour, it seems, until you got lost on rivers and streams. And feelings that you can't redeem When you are awakened for chasing your schemes Holding your face underwater, that's clean Wiping yesterday's feelings from the scene There I go, breaking that fourth wall If you knock, it's going all fall Truman told me he told y'all But I still do my roll calls Damn, there go another light again Damn, won't find nothing like him Damn, knocked out like I'm fighting. Mayweather waking to my house while they writing. You got the world on its knees. You could be all you could be. You could pursue all your dreams. Well, we're back with another edition of Real Talk with Real People. And we're going to continue where we left off when we were talking about music. So my guest today is Albin Jones Jr. How you doing? How you doing? What's up, everybody? Hey, hey. How are you? I'm all right. I'm glad to be here. How you doing? I'm good. So we're going to have a candid conversation about music, and more importantly, we're going to have a candid conversation about how you got involved with music. (laughs) That's a that's a long story. <laughs> I know it's a long story, but you're going to shorten it for us. No, no, no. Of course, we're going to hit the bullet points. All right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Uh, well, like you said, my name is Alvin Jones Jr. I am obviously kin blood to these lovely people. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have listened to the podcast before, but my sister was on. And my father has been on, so I'm I'm very blessed to be a part of this family production. Uh, I'm 32 at the time of this release. Uh, I've been making music since I was about, well, I've been making music pretty much my whole life, but I've been on stages, on and off stages, since I've been about 14, 15, something like that, you know, so that's been my life. Yeah. So you have some new music um, going on, but before we get to your new music, I want to talk about how you present your music, how you get into the Oh, how can I say it? Into the frame of mind to create your music. Mm, that's, a, that's a good one, see, because there's no, I don't think there's any one, like, set motion or set, like, uh, uh, feeling that I have when I want to create. It's more, it's more of a, do I have an idea? You know, because everything, everything has to start from an idea. Mm-hmm. You can get an idea from anywhere. You know, sometimes I'm sitting in a movie theater and I'll hear the score and I'll be like, ooh, that's a, like, I like that melody. I like how that, so that might inspire me to go home and try something. You know, it, 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 it depends on whatever's calling me, you know. So when you started doing music, was it something that you were doing because it felt good and it was something that was part of your spirit or did you want to get into the music industry? Well, I think it's, I think you, I think the if you like music, at the first thing that you do say is you want to be in the music industry. And you, I don't think anybody knows what that life is until you get approached by it or get close to it and start understanding what's, uh, you know, the underneath layers and everything. Mm. But I also think if you like music, like you like music so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if about the music industry you just that's your that's your only closest representation of music so that's what you're going to gravitate towards so uh i think in my youth it was more of i'm in a house full of music 
and 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 it was available to me and it's not just available but it's it was encouraged you know everywhere i went there was some sort of music going on like that's i think that's the difference now when i was in we were growing up uh, uh, kids you always saw kids walking around with instruments and that kind of stuff so that the the music has always kind of (laughs) surrounded my life so even if i wasn't musically inclined which i think that's the benefit of of our life is that I have the gift or, or, or the blessing or whatever you want to call it right, right. Uh, to just kind of understand music and be able to put together the patterns and everything. So I think once once I got deep into it, like in my teens, that's when I kind of was like, OK, I think I'm a little bit better at this than the people around me. So maybe I should try to think about finding ways as an outlet to maybe like get more people to hear it and to, to, to push it somewhere. So from my teens maybe to like my my late 20s that was my goal music industry or bust or 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 get as close as you possibly can and then at a certain point after my 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 late 20s well my my mid 20s i i I felt like i was just repeating the cycles repeating the cycles repeating the cycles repeating the cycles so i said you know what let me get back to doing what i was doing when i was 14 when i was 13 just open up my music programs and just just make something don't try to Make okay. This is gonna be the single, or this is gonna be the video, or this is gonna be for my crew and my home. Just, just make whatever's in your mind, and it goes back to what I was saying before. Yeah. You gotta have that idea, right, you know. Right, right. So, what is your what is your creative process like? What is a day like for you Ooh. when you go into your studio, and this is the day that you're going to create that you're something? Going to create. Walk us through it. What is a creative day for you? What is the process? <laughs> okay. Well, I I have a lot of outlets, so. I'll give you a few a few days for my few different outlets because what the one thing about me that I think uh, uh, and we were having a, a small conversation before we hit record yeah. about how uh, the fun and for me is that my dad had a whole bunch of information uh, 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 old equipment so I could take that old equipment and tinker with it and figure it out so I think for me the engineering side. That is a like that is a day where it's like okay I'm coming to make some music. Yeah. So usually what has happened is I've already recorded either the lyrics or I've already arranged the the, the music and everything like that. And I kind of know like I walk in there no, with with the idea, knowing already what I want to do. So the lyrics so, come first for you, or the music comes first for you? It it depends. You never know. Okay. You never know. So one day you're walking around and you get these lyrics in your head and you say. Oh man, I gotta lay that down. I yeah. gotta put that on. I gotta yeah. put music to that. Yeah. Well, and see, and I'll tell you this: I, th- that that's true, but uh, it's kind of a lie because at my heart, I think I'm a musician before I'm a lyricist. Okay. Okay. So, so if I have, if I'm able to come up with like a hook or some lyrics, there's usually some sort of melody or beat that I'm hanging on that I'm that I'm latched onto that I can start the idea from there. Not now. My issue is that my ideas in my head sound better than the ideas when they start. But then once I finish what, whatever the transition of that that idea is, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound anything like what was in my head. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So I do. I do. If I was to just take the raw, what you hear the first moment I make, like, so now we'll do a, a typical day of when I'm creating the music. Yeah. So when I'm creating the music, I usually don't, since I'm not technically trained or taught, you know, like I, I have a very basic knowledge so I can look at a staff. I can, you know, recognize 
the the very basic sequencing and and, and understanding of the music language okay so I, i'm never going to be ever completely lost but i kind of don't i don't know like okay my circle of fifths so that's like how you would go from chord transitions and things like that mm -hmm. so with mm -hmm. me when i'm sitting down i just kind of linger on a melody and if i like the melody or the chords that i'm kind of lingering on i find a way to make those things sound pleasing to my ears right. so because I, i'm not like classically trained i think it i kind of got that a lot of people when i was younger they would give me that the pharrell tag or the timberland tag and be like oh your stuff is just weird and different you know what i mean rather than oh this kid is making music rather than making rap beats okay you know what i mean so this is why i always say at the end of the day i think i'm a musician uh uh, uh first you know so so I'll, I'll get like those chords together and then whatever groove or beat i was hearing in my head it, it, that's just a template once i start playing and once you start doing other stuff it might everything might change you know exactly now let me ask you this is there any hidden messages or meanings in your music not intentionally okay. but i think i okay. think every single artist if you're even if you're somebody like you know how i said in, in my teens and in my late teens mm -hmm. i was like trying to be in the industry even if you're trying to be in the industry so you're creating a persona or like a a package to sell it has to come from something like yeah. you can't you can't you can't make nothing out of something that's such a simple line but it it, it applies to every facet of life right. so there has to be something there has to be some little bit of oh i experienced this so i watched my friends experience this you know what i mean so i think what usually ends up happening is because i've had the power to create albums like I'm not like my friends where they had to try to get studio time, you know, because right, I had the right. old equipment. I was able to just record at any given moment. So I would at, at one point I would have a batch of like 20 songs that were all kind of in a theme. And I, it's not it's not intentional. It's just you live in life kind of. And I think as a as a kid, you live more life because when you once you get to an adult, you you kind of we, we have our patterns in our adult life. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of unless you make a conscious effort to go out and try to experience new things. And, and you know what I mean? Like you've kind of seen most of your life if you're willing to stay where you are. Right. So I think my music has always been my way of like exploring it. And that's why I've gotten so much into the UK music. And, uh, uh, and that's why I used to love the eighties so much because it was, it was, it seemed like a time of freedom where, Yo, we could do whatever we want in these musics. We can have we can, there's this rap music we can take from that rap music, but still make a pop song. You know, we can we can we can uh, uh, mold a bunch of things together. I think that was a lot of time when fusion jazz started becoming mainstream popular. So mm -hmm. that 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 freedom is I think was like a, a musical period right, then. Right. Now you you mentioned UK. So do you collaborate with other artists? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I think is the best part. You can sit in your room all day and make 500 million bangers. You know what I mean. But if if you can't if you can't translate your what you're doing mm -hmm. to somebody else and have them feel it in whatever way they can feel it, you know. So I think that's the the one power of the internet. You know, when I first started, it was mostly uh, I was in bands with my dad, so we right. we were in this band called BGT, and that was a a, a a jazz band. So everybody in the band at that point was like. 20 to 30 years older than me right. so there was like there was a, a missed connection you know what i mean i couldn't really 
I couldn't really express musically how I was feeling because they what they saw me as was a, a child. Right. You know, you don't right. have the experience, you don't have whatever. So I think through the internet, I've grown up with a few people who who we've like grown through the years. So there's a bunch of guys that I can like name off like in terms of like that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. But that I love collaboration. Like right. that's what I live for. Yeah. You know? So tell us the process of that. What is you're sitting in your studio here in New Jersey and you're collaborating with somebody who's in the UK. Well, start it usually starts with a friendship. Okay. Uh, there, there's this one. There's this one artist in particular who is from the UK, where we have, we have probably like, forty song ideas. Okay. And out of those song ideas, maybe like, fifteen of them are like, fully fledged songs. You know. And okay. I think she might have maybe like another ten. So she's a writer. She's a singer. What? She's a she's a singer. She's a singer, and okay. she's a. a See, I don't really know how to explain it because, again, I think once it starts from a friendship, right? She, I didn't ask her to sing on none of my music. Okay. We were friends for a little bit, and we would, because I was up, I didn't, I didn't really, I, I worked a weird schedule because I worked at UPS. Right. So my UPS schedule was like a five to ten at this time. So I was up in the mornings because when I got off of work, like I was just waking up for the day right before work. So by the time when I got home, I was ready to like I was up. I was doing stuff. Right. At that point, it's like six, seven in the morning there. She had a child. So she was always up early doing stuff. Okay. So we were able to like just be talking all the time. We were always in the same place at the same time, you know. And one day she said, OK, listen, don't be mad at me. I stole your music because <laughs> she told me okay. she sung, but I didn't take it as a. I, because I think I've realized because I've always been involved in the arts. Like I, I, I know you know, but let yeah, me tell the yeah, people. Yeah. Uh, I've I've always been since I was a young, like very young. So maybe like six, seven. We've put on plays in the house. Right. Uh, I've always uh, uh, I was in a, a a troupe, the Pepman Players. They were very impactful for me. Yes. Uh, and I, I did that for like five, six years in my young in my young age. Yes, Marie Thomas. Yeah, we're gonna shout uh, out to Marie Thomas. She's yes, yes, that. yes. She's she's Excellent been very influential yes. in both our yes. lives actually. So that lives. was a great Absolutely. blessing. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, you get to a point where like the life, that life is just normal for you. You know what I mean? It's, it's just what you do. Even if you're not trying to be a huge celebrity or something like you're just trying to make your impact where you are. And so I understand how you can tell somebody, oh, I sing, but that does not mean, oh, I'm trying to get you to sign me or I'm trying, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I never took it as that with her. I never took it. When she told me, I said, okay, cool. And then, you know, it wasn't until months later that she sent me this track. Right. And it was a great track. So I said, listen, I like it. If you got more, you know I have a ton of material. Material, right, so, right, right, right. So, you know, it got to a point where I was just sending her music like every other every other day. And she was every other her day. Voice I was just sending. No, not not immediately. I oh, was okay. just sending her stuff because at that point I was making so the the output is different when it's when you're younger because I think you have so many different ideas. Now I'm so afraid that I'm just copying myself okay. from stuff that I just never release. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, so right. I in my head I'm like. Oh, this, this, I did this already, but nobody else knows because they never heard they never it. Heard but for it. me, it's like, oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing this again. I'm doing this again. So I think then I was just throwing so much. And it was, I was throwing all sorts of different tracks out there. It wasn't just like R&B. Right. It was weird, kooky, like indie pop kind of right, stuff. Right, you know, right. it was like, because I, I don't know what anybody's into. That's mm-hmm. the other thing collaborations have shown me. Right. With doing a lot of collaboration with rappers, I would send them beats that I think like they want to rap on because those are the beats that I heard them rap on because again 
these guys didn't have access the way I did to do what they wanted. Right. So they had to fit in wherever they could get in. And I would send them those beats and they'd be like, that's all right, but I don't, I don't really like those beats. I like beats like this. You know, I just had to rap on those kind of beats. And I heard your other beats. That's, so I, I try not to box nobody in. Right, right, and right. And she was somebody who, like me, she liked uh, hooking up her mic and trying to mess with the effects and a lot of stuff. So we have a lot of music where it's not me. I just sent her the beat. Mm-hmm. She recorded her own voice layers and put effects on it and mm-hmm. like chopped up stuff. So it, a lot of it was, I feel like it's my most collaborative project that nobody's probably ever going to hear because we weren't friends to the point of like, I know her first and last name. I know her middle school. I know. Her. No, we were just casual friends on right. the internet. Right, right, and right. for me, because I'm never trying to get famous, I'm not going to sit here and like, charge somebody and oh i'm gonna you give me five hundred dollars for all these beats because what you gonna do with these beats right you you about to sit in your house with them the same way i'm sitting in my house with them <laughs> right. and i hope that if you get a spotlight you would want me to also be there with you right. if we've been right. making the music together you know what i mean so i, do. I th- that's how i've always felt with my collaboration so uh, with her it was it was a weird process because i would just wake up one day and maybe have an email from her yeah you know because it's not like your friends you can text and if she's not online on any of the, the things that she's online for, there's no way to like back then it, you couldn't just ping somebody's phone like that, right, you know, right, and right, everybody right. didn't have an iPhone or something like that. People were still walking around with flip phones with no kind of data and stuff. So it, it, it was weird. It was a weird process, but it also let let me let go of my music. You okay. know, it taught me to kind of let let the experience become what it is, you know. OK, let me ask you, what do you think your biggest failure is and how did you deal with it my biggest failure yeah we're going to talk about your triumphs there's a, too, there's a, there's a lot of failures, failures but there's a yeah. lot of failure there's yeah. a i think i think life is about failure okay. because if you don't fail what are you learning from okay and that's where I'm trying to get at. Yeah, because when you... I chose that line first instead of, we can all y- talk about our triumphs, yeah. but what about our But failures? see, even with that, yeah. I don't necessarily know what a triumph is. Like, I I have a track that I think is my most popular track. It's It's got like a thousand listens or something like that. Purely from the other people featured on the track. Mm-hmm. It's a 16-minute, like, rap song with, with beat changes and, like... 20 people rapping on it like it's not it wasn't meant to become a thing it mm-hmm. was yo i got a bunch of people that i know who make music mm-hmm. and i had an experience and it's funny so we're, this goes back to the to the. i'm gonna get back to the failures yeah, too okay. but right. this goes back to the conversation earlier about the collaboration so uh one summer i had a really transformative experience with a group of guys where i didn't know these guys i met them at a uh in new york Okay. Doing some rapping on the trains and stuff like that. And we, you know, we talked, oh, yeah, I'm from Jersey. Oh, I'm from Jersey, too. So we instantly, when you got, it feels like you got a soldier in the war. When right. you're, oh, okay, yeah, we both from Jersey. So uh, he invited me. He said, listen, I live in a house with a bunch of dudes who rap all sorts of stuff. So come through one of these weekends. We're going to be, like, working on some stuff. Okay. And it was basically, it was, like, uh, 10 guys who just all live together. And, you know, you work and all that kind of stuff. So you never know who might 
be available to go to the studio okay who might show up who might so it was a great time uh my friends from baltimore who i was friends with for a very long time they actually came down because they also were friends with this same guy okay so we had a lot we had a lot of like uh uh, uh let me say some people's names hold on okay alvitron <laughs> i, I want to give people their flowers you know okay. my All friend right. alverson lane he's a he's a great person a very very good person okay. and then my friends from baltimore ziggy and uh uh, uh bari uh they they've been very influential because when we all came together, it didn't feel like, oh, we gonna force some music out. Okay. You know, it just felt like, hey, let's just all let's just kind of all give a give a word in. So I, you know, you might tell somebody else how to say their verse mm-hmm. or what word to use, but it's not on a, oh, I'm better than you. It's what makes the music the best. Right. You know what I mean? So, again, you have a million of those moments of failure. Mm-hmm. In all of these circumstances where you're trying to get everybody together and you're trying, you know what I mean? Like, I dropped that track, that track skyrocketed, got a thousand something plays. Mm-hmm. And then my next stuff, I couldn't even get over 50 plays. Like, th- people would say that's a failure. Right. But for me, it, I look at it as that's part of the process. Right. Why did I get all those clicks? It wasn't the work I was doing because I don't, I'm not here for that work. Right. My work is the music. It was my friends who took that and posted it. Somebody just posted about that song the other day. And we're talking about a song that came out five, six, seven years right, ago. They right, said, oh, right. this is the, the, the one of the seven over six minute songs that I still love. You know, so it's the, you the, for every triumph, there should be a failure right. to get you back to a point of triumph. You know, I, and, and I put a lot of truth in my music. I think right, that's right, right. When you put truth in your music, you're not looking for. Uh, uh, applause or, or, or accolades right. you know what it's you're looking for is some yeah right. and you're looking for somebody to say yes I also feel that in my right. heart now I'm you going know? to piggyback off of that I was going to mention it earlier so when we came into this 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 podcast our listeners were listening to a song that you wrote yes yes for the children or for the kids uh for the kids for yes. the kids for <laughs> the kids now that is off your um cd hovering um, over the eternal prize right, right yes right, which right. if you it, there's, there's a lot of ways you can look at okay. that you know what Hotep, i mean right. yes 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 <laughs> but it's and i love hotep because what the actual well let me not say the actual definition but how i've had it explained to me is hotep is you know a gathering a gathering of the energies and the the people okay. and everything you know okay. like a a celebrational kind of thing rather than a a party just you know what i mean okay so so i hope i'm getting i hope i'm getting this right there's gonna be mad people i know who are gonna be like yo you don't know what you're talking about well, it's you, a deeper level bah, bah, bah. Okay, well, but that's you, you, that's how i've can, had it explained to me can, and kind for all of all those people who feel that way that you <laughs> can send us a comment and, and tell us this and we will well and if you know you me know. you know all my information is a-j-i-s-r-e-a-l so there hit me on twitter you can yell at me all you want it's fine and I'm educate sorry. us because yes. we're, we're about educating. we're about learning we're about learning you know exactly exactly so uh, uh, that whole album, I feel, is uh, I, I named it Hovering Over the Eternal Prize because I feel like for a long time I was I was searching for like for like the entrance, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. if I just get my foot in the door, because everybody that's what I've always heard over all these years, even when I was younger than right, 15 right, right. and like listening to people talk about the industry. It's like, oh, well, you got to get your foot in the door right, right, in order right. to do something. And then it was not just get your foot in the door, but you have to be good. Right. So those are like the two things I took to heart. And, and, and it seemed like no matter, we, we took a lot of steps. You know, I was in a lot of groups. My friend Damar, which my father shouted out, uh, uh, he, we were in a group. Uh, uh, we had a bunch of people. We had like a, a following, mm-hmm. but we realized 
even when we went to Delaware and paid money in order to perform and yes. get on this concert and blah, 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 blah. Then at the last minute, it turns out, oh, well, you know, they said the Lil Wayne was going to be there, but he's not there. And then it comes out, oh, Lil Wayne had nothing to do with it. It was blah, 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 blah. So it's like you, you realize that every second you turn, there's there are people who are preying on your dream. Yeah. They yeah. know the, the, the sexiness of it. They know how it, it makes people feel. They know yeah. it could change people's world. Right. So they sell you and give you a line. And what you always are told are, you're a fool if you don't jump at the opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what are you waiting for? The, the right. opportunities are not going to fly at you off every shelf. So you have to take every chance and, and make that something no matter what. And then I, I was at a point where it's like, geez, well, I, I, I'm, I'm like always spinning i'm circling i'm like the moon around the earth I, i'm never going to touch the earth but i'm always spinning and circling and i can see right into it but then at that same token you also see why it's the eternal prize because you'll never you never actually get to it there's mm -hmm. always going to be that thing that you're hovering there's always going to be that thing you're circling so the for me the album was a lot of like showing people exactly where my headspace is at because i think i'm right. no i was known for being you know, I'm collaborative. I'm friendly. I'm, I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm always, I was always the life of the party because ever since, you know, ever since I was young, I love music. Yeah. So we would go to parties and I would start dancing. People love to see people dance. So they would, you know, they would look at me and once somebody else is out dancing and breaking the ice, a lot of other people tend to break the ice. And so I've kind of taken that through with my life where right. you get kind of fearless where, all right, well, let me be the first one. Let me blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. and it's. And it's kind of showing people, look, I don't do this because I, I, I want that prize. Like, I'm, I, that's what I'm searching for. I do this because it, it completes me. It brings another right. uh, piece to me. You right. know what I mean? Right. I, I certainly do. Yeah. I understand that. I'll, I, I definitely do. So the song um, for the kids. Yes, for the kids. It, it, it summarized your whole life, wasn't it? Like, pretty sense, much, in a sense. Pretty much, it's the, so. It, it, so did it, you it, give up on the? It, it, well, it no, it's not. It's not giving up on your dream. It's it's a it's a very realistic song with a very realistic, very realistic. point of view. But it should be seen as parody. Okay. okay. You know, this All is right. why if you listen to the hook, the way I kind of perform it is like. You can be all you can be. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of like the carnival. It's yes, that yes, it's, yes, I you, got that. You have to, you have to show that there's always that duality. Always. You know, that I'm very much about duality. I believe you can be Malcolm X and then Martin Luther King. Yes. You know, you yes, and you have yes. to be able to do that. The because, whole world is based upon a duality. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think the world is based on situations. Yeah. It's all situational, d d depending on where you are, what you're doing, who you're with everything can become a, a different thing mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i think this is what you know how you go to the movies and marvel right now they're doing all that multiverse kind of stuff yeah i yeah. think that's why people gravitate to that because they know how on a certain day they can feel completely different from how they've ever felt you right. know so i think it, with that duality i was just simply showing that i was somebody who as a kid was directly pushed into okay you got talent. Here's mm -hmm. what you do with it, you know, or yeah. here's the here's the, the what the factory line does with the talent. And, right. you know, everybody goes through the machine, but you might come out the machine sprayed golden instead of everybody else sprayed copper. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But I think we've always given you uh, an opportunity to be. AJ. Oh, no, no, AJ no. It's Jr. not you guys. Yeah. When yeah. I say I pushed into, I mean the world. Right. Like, right. you know, you don't understand how many times I've heard from my friends. Uh, uh. 
Oh man, yo, yo, your stuff is so dope. How come you don't blah blah blah? How come you don't blah blah blah? How come you don't blah blah blah? And then the first thing I think in my head is, okay, how many people have you played my song for? Right. You say that to me, but especially now in this digital age, right. I can look and see what my friends are playing when I open up my Spotify. Right, right, right. I don't see my name up there a lot of times. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not I, to yeah, say yeah. like, oh, you should be listening to me 24-7. No, no, I understand but what you're saying. I, you I, if it resonates with you that hard, right. then help me. Then share it, right. D- yes. Right, right. D- d- share it with somebody the, else. Don't yes. put the weight on my shoulders yes. and tell me to carry it because mm-hmm. I'm already releasing the weight of putting the music out. Right. It's, it's such a hassle. If you're an artist, it's such a hassle because we have so much music. Right. I don't think people realize that. Like, I, th- I think... If you look at certain people's careers after they die, you look at Tupac, mm-hmm. okay? Tupac, they've been able to chop and screw because he has so much material to, to pick from, right? right? I think Prince is going to have that yes. issue if his estate does not handle it well Michael. because he is a man who, yes, Michael mm-hmm. too. There are people who, yo, I'm going to record every day because this is what I do. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I'm somebody like that. Mm-hmm. You guys have given me the ability to to record since I was like eight years old. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I don't think people realize what that is. I was, I was getting the, the last generation's technology, mm-hmm. but still getting hands on with it. And like, I don't know any other life. I don't know anything else. So when people, when people kind of, uh, 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 hit me with that kind of like, Hey, why don't you do that? Why don't you? And it's like, I'm trying, I'm, right. I'm, I'm doing it's it like my way. Yeah. I, you know, exactly. I, and I've also seen that I don't want to be a part of the machine. Yes. You and, be. And, and I think that's what the song is. The song is more so of you, you j- just realizing you're on the treadmill in the machine. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to keep running, then guess what? You can be the best runner in the machine. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. There's if that's your goal, if that's where you want to get to, then you you there are things you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, don't listen to me. But I'm somebody who's listening to my heart. And my heart may tell me, nah, this is never gonna happen. But if my heart tells me in 20 years, yo, don't make no music ever, that you're done with it. It's over with. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. Because right. I'm gonna listen to it. I got life to live. You right. know, even after you become Jay-Z. Jay-Z's going to be 70 or 80 at some point, and he's just going to want to just be Sean. Yeah. He's not, not going to want to be Jay-Z, you yeah. know? So yeah. I, I, I'm trying to, again, this goes back to that duality. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to uh, uh, show people that I, I, I'm happy working, like mm-hmm. a normal job. Yeah. That's fine. If I know I can go home and at any given point, at any given second, I could create yes. out of my mind. Like that's That's a freedom I think most people don't have. That's why they go to the movies that's why they buy albums that's why because they don't have that outlet they don't have that ability right you know what i mean i can certainly relate yeah let's talk about some of the resources that have helped you along the way you mentioned a a a little bit about um being able to record since you was um eight and having the um resources that you got from your father but what are some of the best resources that you have to help you get to where you are right now the internet the internet listen i'm i want to tell all the listeners right now if my family ever gets called by the government, it's not them. It's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, Y'all I've got been, that on tape now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, really, if you, the internet is truly one of those things where if you want something hard enough and you really, really search and you search, there, there are methods to, to almost anything, like yeah. almost anything. Yeah. And if you cannot get exactly what you want, you can uh, uh, find an alternative. So I think that has been the best thing for me because I've been able to, I think, what, what, what year did I have that laptop that was down here? 
and y'all would come down and see me like two in the morning. I had to be like right before college, so that was like mm-hmm. 2002, right? 2003, something like that. Like nobody else's parents would let them stay up till two in the morning on the computer, you know. But you guys knew I was. Oh, he's looking at music stuff. He's yeah. blah 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 blah. So I think having that ability to just sit there and just Google, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you Google something. You can Google it seven different ways and get seven different yeah. responses based on how you Google. Yeah, well, you know, I, I know all about Googling. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. the Google queen. Yeah, and, it, and again, Google's a free yes, resource. it's a free resource. So now if you if you just search for a lot of free resources, like mm-hmm. I find a lot of like free plugins and free applications that, are, that like mimic. Like right now I'm using a program called Reaper, mm-hmm. which it's a free program. They, they they offer it on like a, I don't know how they offer it free, but something like, you know, you understand the license, blah, 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 blah. I used it for like a year or two. I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy this because I, at this point now, I can afford it. I'm no longer a broke college kid, but, you know, <laughs> so I can, let me just buy it. And I think now through being able to, uh, let's say, get a free trial of a lot of these programs. Yeah, yes. Now you know Now I'm going back and yeah. buying a mm-hmm. lot of these things because now I go, okay, I use this all the time. I use that right, all the time. Right, I do. Right. So I think that, honestly, the greatest resource has been the internet because there's something called uh, 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 message boards and forums. I don't think they're kind of, I don't think they're the wave as much as uh, today as they used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. But you can go on a message board and a forum and you could find somebody else who's a producer who also is like a does the same thing you do mm-hmm. and now th- you'll share oh hey look i got 20 gigs of uh of, of sounds mm-hmm. here take this you know oh you got i got 20 gigs of sound too boom, boom, boom. now you go through you sift through you might have maybe you know five gigs of the same sounds mm-hmm. but just having that ability to just at any moment's notice have something new mm-hmm. that i think that's what kept me uh uh, uh ahead you know, because matter of fact, I got a good story about that. So uh, the first time we started using uh, it's called FL Studio now, but it used to be called Fruity Loops. And it's a I it's a that. very simple. Yeah, it's a very simple. Uh, it's like a pattern beat maker. And I think that's great because music is very much about patterns. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's very much about putting different patterns together and making it sound pleasing to the ears. Mm-hmm. So uh, what they used to what they had was they had a free trial where or the demo. And you could download the demo, and all it was was you couldn't save. So we used to get on Fruity Loops on the, at school, and we would make a whole beat in like 30 minutes, and mm-hmm. then you had to just export the, the wave. That was, so how you how it sounded uh-huh. was all you had because you couldn't save anything. Oh, you couldn't okay, keep. okay. I so I think we started there, and then I went home over the weekend Went on the the great Google machine because I'm like, yo, I'm making some great music here. And I'm so used uh-huh. to having my keyboard where, you know, I had stacks of floppy disks. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what, Google, you got to help me out. And I found a way to get to unlock it. Mm-hmm. Brought it back to school. Unlocked it for everybody else. Th- these are the same guys. Demar that I was talking about. Demar yeah, Beckett, yeah. Uh, Sharon, <laughs> that's another homie. Rotemi was a part of that group at one point. Uh, but w- like it was almost like oh this is the this is the next level okay you know you're you know. starting to back bringing back <laughs> memories i remember uh, this era where you used to, yeah. you used to every dis- weekend you, you know used that to discover <laughs> some stuff and i remember we would say you gonna get us in trouble i remember I every remember weekend that. i had something new for you guys oh my gosh. you know that you, you know, reminded but me of war game <laughs> <laughs> but it's i think at that point because I was I was young, so yeah. to me, 
it was it was harmless you know like now yeah. i understand the damage and all that yeah, like you yeah, know yeah. i i, I kind of get it when you look at it from a business side point and things like that but it also le- leads to the world we have now where you know i think the greatest the greatest positive and the greatest negative about the current state is you can listen to anybody from anywhere, anywhere. at any time you want like yeah. there there used to be no, you have to wait for this to release. Mm-hmm. And then because I couldn't afford the $13 it was back in the day, I think now it's like 16 17 mm-hmm. It's like 12 13 bucks back then. Mm-hmm. I would go wait for the bootleggers. So now yeah. you had to wait for the bootleggers to get a copy. And he had to make sure it was a good copy because it might be a bad bootleg. So it was a, like it was a lot of things that made, okay, when I get this album, I'm listening to it 500 times, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. The negative that came with that is that, oh, okay, now... Uh, well, the negative that comes with now is that, oh, I'm going to get this album and I got 500 other albums I need to listen to right after this album because mm-hmm. next week another 500 albums is coming out. Yeah. So, you you know, it's, you a, it's a double-edged sword. It yeah, yeah, yeah it's a double-edged do. sword, you know. All right. So who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Uy, three people. I three can't Three people. Just give me down. three people. I can't narrow. And if I, if I have to be honest, I would have to say, uh, uh, well, I gotta say the man I have tatted on my arm, of course, Prince, the uh, number one musical influence over everybody, uh, okay. easily. Uh, uh, but then I would have to say, you know, you guys, you, my my dad, because okay. I I got to sit and watch firsthand. I got to see you and him sit oh, down yeah. and create music. In you know, the studio. I got yeah, I got to see him bring in bands yeah. with Maui and uh, and bring in uh, his cousins and other mm-hmm. people and do. Uh, music you know to the point where i think i sat in on it on a cousin on a session with him and reynolds which Mm -hmm. is his cousin and they were trying to get a song together and they say that i told them to change one of the lines Mm -hmm. like don't say this say that Mm -hmm. and that they were like oh man that works that's that you know i don't remember but the fact that you can have a story like that right and that i remember being present in these kind of things and mostly my dad because he, I don't know. We we have a. I don't know what other kind of relationships people have with their dads because all my friends did not have great relationships with their fathers, right. and the ones that did, they had a t- tumultuous relationship with their mother. So there was always some sort of conflict, p- parental friction, or something yeah. like you know. So I feel like we we don't have that, you know, which is why I'm able to still be around you guys and we yeah. can have a normal conversation. So I think at a very young age, he would just tell me about music. He mm-hmm. wouldn't be like oh this music is too raunchy or this music is too this this music is too that it's too advanced it's too no he would just say this is the stuff i like you know that you might like this and he would give me a lot of names and i think that also is why google helps because mm-hmm. now i could go back to google and google those put names. in those names yeah. And, yeah. and and open myself up to a whole new world of stuff i never would have had you right. know so right. i have a million influences like i can name key people but i think honestly it's just prince and 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 you and daddy and that's more so for the work ethic but there was somebody who who influenced you because you um um he passed away i think oh jay dilla jay dilla but he's a that's i think at this point i was just very into his style okay at that at at that point in my life you know what i mean and it's not to say that he's not an influence on me but it's just to say again he's somebody who most of the people who you find that I'm, I would name, like I said already, Pharrell, Timberland, right. you know, these kind of guys, uh, uh, they're people who don't necessarily sit in the box. They're able to have a successful career doing whatever they choose to do. Mm-hmm. Like my friends accepted that Pharrell skateboarded and, and rode bikes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, And I was always like, oh, I think that's going to be weird. 
because black people don't skateboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then you find, oh, black people do skateboard in California. Yeah. It's just Jersey <laughs> don't have a big skateboard scene like right. that, you know? So it's it's a lot of like, uh, uh, it's more so of how people, they, they work. Like mm-hmm. that's what intrigues me. This is why Michael will always be, uh, regardless of whether you like his music or anything, because I think a lot of people think Michael's music was, was like not black. At a certain point, because it was the heavy pop music, you know. Mm-hmm. But even if you like old school Mike, I think old school Mike had the same mentality on off the wall that he had on, you know, Dangerous or Invincible. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. So I, I think you have to appreciate somebody's work like that. Mm-hmm. And what you find is there are a million people in the music industry who work like that. Mm-hmm. It's just they all don't have that com- those combination of talents. Right. You know, there's a lot of engineers who are who are pretty much godly like they take a scrap of music that's kind of good and they polish it up and make yeah. and take it to that next level nobody's the, the, the walking down the street dapping up the engineer yo dog the work you did on the strings on that the, the pink floyd <laughs> right. no you know so it's unsung heroes like that right. i think you appreciate the process right. I, you know i appreciate the work All right so that brings me to my next question what part of this work do you like the most and what part of this work do you like the least i think creation is the is the least part honestly really (laughs) because it's so (laughs) it's so hard to create you know what i mean like and i think maybe it's because because of when i was born like i always tell people i wish i was born in like the 70s so that i could have been 18 when when hip hop first started, you know what oh, I mean? Because okay. I feel like I would have been the greatest rapper ever <laughs> with that style if I was able to grow up in the same way with music all around. I think I would have been able to dominate that style of rap okay. because it wasn't about it wasn't about how complex your lyrics were mm-hmm. or if you had a hook or a gimmick. It was about Fun. can he yes can you ride the beat yeah. and do you can you make people want to listen to it you know what i mean a lot of those records back then it has like fun to it yeah. and i think now now in 2019 especially everybody wants some sort of like meme or like or like viralness or some sort of yo this is why you know this is why this is number one because of this not because mm-hmm. it's a good song like everybody's talking about that old town road song yo it's a good song it's a great song. Like you can hate it, you can love it, but I guarantee you, when you walk away, you're gonna be "Ain't Nobody Tell Me" because it's a good song. There's a lot of Beatles songs that I listen to, and I'm yeah. like, "Yo, I know this probably had to be so corny back in the day because right. it's like, oh, they're just doing, you know, like a uh, oh yeah, I'll tell you something. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's such a corny I hold song. Your hand. Yes, but in that day, it was yes. it was the jam. It yes. was the and yes. I'm I'm one of those guys. I appreciate all of the one hit wonders. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of those '90s songs that you kind of you don't know no other songs from that artist, but you know that one song. Yeah. You know, so I I think uh, honestly the creation because now it's so everything is so diverse, but yet they want you to be so accurate and pinpoint mm-hmm, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's like how can i express a certain emotion if i'm also trying to reach the whole globe at the same time you know right. so i think i understand what i you're think because people always tell you be pure and all that kind of stuff right. you know what i mean but right. it don't it don't always uh contextually uh uh transcend you know right. Right. so and but to get to the the best part i think for me the best part is uh uh uh, uh being being able to like share it somehow with people so my fun is like 
when somebody, when one of my friends will just randomly text me like a lyric mm-hmm. from one of my records, and it, and I go, oh, okay, that means you're listening. That mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, to me, that's the best part because that gives me the fulfillment of. I'm not just in here sweating and wasting my time, right. you know, and I, and it's not even fulfillment. Let me not say that word. Cause again, I do it for myself, right? but I know it's not a waste now when I put it on Spotify, you know, like it costs me you money know, to do that. You know, that it's touching somebody. Yeah. And like, yeah. And like I've said in my previous conversations with individuals, if you, what you do, what you create from your soul touches one person, then your work is done. There you go. Yes. There yes. you go. I'm not a, I'm mm-hmm. not a, I'm not a greedy person. Right. You know, I'm I, I think it's because I grew up on dollar mills and bodega sandwiches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's how you live when I didn't have a job for what? Took four years, something like that. <laughs> five years. It, you guys allow me to just be here and create. Yeah. And I think that also gave me that mind state of I'm here to work. Yeah. I'm not here for the, the fanfare. I'm not here for the like this is why I say I am my dad if he was you, mm-hmm. you know, because as much as we look alike talk alike walk alike we got the same views we got mm-hmm. i don't have his his quality of his being able to to present himself okay. i don't present myself you know what i mean like i'm fine just oh, you being mean selling himself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. you know yeah. me and you i think we're fine if you could walk in a room yeah nobody says nothing to us you right. go get your drink you go blah 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 right. you do what you got to do and get the heck out of there right like i'm perfectly fine with that i could jump on stage do whatever shake hands and then leave mm-hmm. i don't have to mm-hmm. wait for the fanfare that's what the, it's for me you know what i mean okay so i think that the, the that pretty much covers right. like the best part. And that, that brings me yes. to my next question because you are a performer. Yes. You've been in several bands. Yes, yes, yes. So let's talk about that life. Let's talk about that life. It's, it's a harsh life. It's a harsh life if you're a drummer because mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff to carry. <laughs> Honestly, it's just it's so much like stuff to carry. No, but that's... I I look at like the, these these people who have their, their roadies and stuff like yeah, that yeah. and I go wow that's just one less thing to stress out about that day you know because yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and when i say a lot of stuff to carry it's because i've done a well let's break it down when i first started off playing i always wanted to play drums mm-hmm. but when i was a kid there was there was too many drummers you know I, we live right. in, you know we live in a black city in a black neighborhood with a lot of churches a lot of kids love the drummers mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the kids want to be drummers at that point yeah so you know our last name is jones when you're on a list of 30 to 40 kids in a band Jay sometimes comes in the middle, you know, you, you don't get the first dibs. So I would never get the first dibs at being able to play drums. Right. So I think the best thing for me was that I chose trumpet. Mm-hmm. I took trumpet. I learned that. All right. That kind of that opened the doors to being a part of a band because a trumpet, you can't do that. You could just play a trumpet by yourself, but you have to like be with people. You know what I mean? Right. So and I think uh, uh, doing all the other stuff like i was doing uh keyboard stuff and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it was fun but i know i want to play drums mm-hmm. so now I, would, mm-hmm. I got into my drums and i played with this band midnight mosaic and we would have shows where there's five guys on the on the gig so you got to get your drums up you got to get your drums down you you know like if there's no there's no time to like relax and be like, oh man, we had a good set. Blah blah blah. It's no, get your drums. Okay, now make sure nobody steals your seat. Okay, now make sure you know what I mean. Like right. just a, a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh, it's frustrating. You know, yeah. it's it's so. I wish I could go back to my trumpet where I just pulled out my <laughs> mouthpiece. Bang! I'm ready to go. Give me some water. You know, uh-huh. but but it's a fun life because I think 
being on stage with other people mm -hmm. and all being able to sync together, mm -hmm. it's like it's like intelligent video games, right. you know, because video games now is about collaboration. You know that we used to play yeah, Legends yeah, of the Mr. Kleninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could get all the way to the ending when we played together. Yeah, yeah. But when you play by yourself, it's a little bit more difficult. And you I know? don't think I even ever to this day <laughs> did I beat that. <laughs> this what I'm Zelda, saying. I did not beat you. I'm going to have to go find you, Zelda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think when you... When you're on stage with four or five other people who are all trying to yeah. play the game the same way and you all get into a groove, it's it's a feeling you can't, I can't like, that. obviously, right, if you're a pilot, right, there's no feeling better than like flying and then landing and getting all those people home safe. Mm -hmm. I'll never understand that feeling. I'll never, you know, if you're a hostage negotiator, I'll never understand that feeling of you going up and successfully negotiate, you know, so music is the same way where... Mm -hmm. It's just something about when everybody is locked in, you mm -hmm. know? It, it, it's a wonderful feeling. It's, it's, it's amazing. And if you guys are creators, because a lot of the bands I've been in have been cover bands. Mm -hmm. Even the jazz bands, we weren't creating new jazz songs. Mm -hmm. We were covering versions of jazz songs that we liked. Right. So I think Midnight Mosaic was the first band where I was, we were creating. Okay. So now as you're creating together, you, 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 have, to, you have to leave some of yourself at the door. You yeah, know, because yeah. it's not just about you. It's the whole it's the whole unit, you know? Now Midnight Mosaic, the band that you were in, you guys actually have an album that you uh, Yes, we, yes. We, we have I wanna say we have like three albums mm -hmm. because we put out one album that was called Fetish, I believe. And that one was it was kinda like a low key recording. It mm -hmm. wasn't like wasn't like we didn't go to like anything polished or anything like that okay um i'm trying to think what was the i think the other cd was firework and firework was the cd where we kind of we were like okay we're gonna go to somebody and record we're not gonna just record yeah. you know ourselves and try to do it we're gonna go to somebody we're gonna record blah 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 and then we have another EP that we recorded in uh, uh, in Florida. Mm -hmm. We went to Full Cell. We were actually invited down there to record. I do. It was up at one point mm -hmm. for listening. I don't know if it's still around because the band is not around anymore. Okay. So there's. Uh, uh, I believe if you go to like Spotify or, or, or iTunes, you might be able to find a few songs here and there. But it's we're we're kind of well. I have I officially left the band mm -hmm. maybe about four or five years ago. So I don't really know what, like, what the, f I don't want to speak on behalf of right, the band. You know, I, band, I'm right. still in contact with those guys. Right. We still jam every once in a while. But, but because I officially, like, stepped out of the band, right. I, I don't want to speak for them. I don't want to, you know, put nothing out no, there. But I, I definitely do think if you go in, on, Midnight, uh, if you go to Spotify or something like that, I think you will find something. You know, right. I don't know if the albums are available. Right. I might have a, a firework album somewhere. If somebody want to buy it or something. I don't know. You know <laughs> I think maybe. I actually have fireworks as part of my um, um, music. Yeah, you know, too. everything's on my hard drive yeah. now because it yeah. is this new life. So I, I like I have twenty songs that people probably never heard. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and but that's that goes back to that creator's life. We, you, we always create. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. You know. All right, so performance anxiety. Do you have any? No. <laughs> I, it's hard to, I think, okay, so I'll take everybody back to a story. I told you guys I performed and uh, uh, did like a lot of theater. And, you know, theater is theater is a great lost art because it's, 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 like, it's like playing music mm -hmm. in that you're live in front of people, but you also have to be a character. Yeah. 
being a character is a whole different side, you know, so you have to combine that liveness of anything can happen while being still in character. That's a very hard thing to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, doing that for a lot of my a lot of my life, uh, I think the biggest like thing that could have messed me up was that I was doing a show. We were doing West Side Story. Mm hmm. And, and in West Side Story, you know, it's about gangs and fighting and all of that. Right. So I played the character. I don't know what, I forgot what his name was in the movie, but the character that like gets his ear cut, you know, as a sign of like, hey, don't F with us, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I have to run around the auditorium. Mm -hmm. Like they're chasing me. Right. So it's like the very first thing we do. <laughs> we start off, boom, boom, bang. I think this was open at night too. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I jump up. And I bang my uh, my abdomen mm -hmm. right into the side of the stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm talking pain. I'm talking. I can't. I don't know what's going on. I'm looking around at people, and they're looking at me like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> now, at that point, I had just started acting. Really, right. this is right. only like my second year, so I didn't really. There wasn't no lines that I had to deliver or nothing. Mm -hmm. But we still have to be a part of the play. Right. I can't just be like. Now, luckily, my job was to get beat up, so it was okay. very believable the first part. <laughs> yeah. But then when you stand up and you have to do the play, it's right. like, okay, geez. So that like that taught me, listen, it's not perfect. Things right. are There's going to be mistakes, and that is partly your fault. You let yourself get too into it, mm -hmm. and you're not paying attention to, hey, I got to jump up here. I got to blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So that taught, that taught me a lot. That was very, I was, I was like uh, 12, you mm -hmm. know, 13, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. like that. You that, that Those are things that stick in your head. Right, and right. then the next year, we did a play. Uh, it was a very serious play with Pepman Players. Now, I think yes. the other one, it wasn't Pepman Players. It was a different group. But now I was with Pepman Players. Right. And they did a play called The Journey. Mm -hmm. It's a very serious, like, it's about the slave journey. It's about the blacks' uh, uh, transformation in America. So mm -hmm. it goes through basically from slavery to, like, uh, the, 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 the Civil War, that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was a very, like, a very poignant part. It was very, like, powerful. There were monologues happening of slaves that either had been captured and killed or were, like, gave their story of how they escaped. Mm -hmm. And so I was one of those slaves that would, and I had a story. Mm -hmm. Now, my nephew, he had to be, what, three four maybe not even four he was very young okay shout out to isaiah yeah shout out to <laughs> isaiah the homie now i don't know what it was i don't know what it was about this moment because he he was pretty good the whole the show whole i've show. been on i was on stage a lot but at this very moment I, you know i was soloed out it was the spotlight was on me i was getting ready to begin my monologue and all i hear crystal clear is aj <laughs> Oh my goodness! You want to talk about and my again? Shout out to Miss uh, Thomas. Miss Thomas, yes. She is one where if you mess up or if you do something, as soon as you get off that stage, if she's back there, she's gonna let you know mm -hmm. because she don't want you. She don't want you to have that anxiety. Okay, you messed up. I'm gonna yell at you. Don't mess up again. Right. Go back on stage. Right. So having those two moments back to back, th that kind of gave me all of the jitters and everything to know. Hey, you know what? Life is going to happen. You just got to kind of go through it. So now I, I, I welcome it. I think mm -hmm. I thrive best when there's no plan. There's no, you just kind of get up there and what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's where I'm um, ending um, this yes. interview. But I, wanna, um, I want you to um, tell me or tell your listeners what, um, what you've gotten from your life journey in music and 
what advice do you have to somebody who wants to follow in that same footstep? Because the music business is kind of iffy. So what kind of advice would well, you give? Well, the first thing that I will say is that the music business is not iffy if you know the business. So if, uh, starting off with, I'll start off with some advice. Uh, really try to talk to people and, and really don't be afraid to ask questions and get involved because a lot of times people don't want to ask questions to as a fear of not looking cool mm-hmm. or not looking a part of it every because the the you know the old saying fake it till you make it you know yes. you play the game so a lot of that leads to blindness where now you have a contract where you don't own anything and you didn't know mm-hmm. because you're you're going with the flow and that's what this person took but you don't know this person is also doing three four five you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's i would say that ask questions get yourselves involved learn the business in the, in the life journey what i got out of it is Honestly, I've got that the journey is still going, you know, like I don't I had I had no clue where I would be at 30, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, unfortunately we have to get into a little bit of sadness. But as a young black male growing up in the 90s, you kind of didn't know if you were going to make it, you know, what I mean, to pass 18. Amen. And then as you go into the 2000s, it started getting worse mm-hmm. rather than getting better. So now uh, uh, every day that I can still walk down the street or still be in my car and not get pulled over, that's a blessing, you know. Yes. So w- when it equates to the music, like I could care less that that I'm not Drake mm-hmm. or I'm not, you know, a famous person when I can still d- do this thing, right. you know. So it's it's a it's for me it's about longevity more than it's about uh how can i say cuz i don't want to say there's something wrong with chasing that fame and that flash but it's it's more so about somebody being able to look at me in 50 years and go oh for the last 30 years you've been saying the same exact thing there's no there's right. been no fakeness you know that's always been my that's always been my journey is to be as real as possible real in a world where people want to be fake Right. So you're working on anything new that you want your I, audience? I'm always working. I'm perpetually working. Uh, if you want to find the stuff I do or the stuff I'm working on, you can always go to my Bandcamp. That's A J I S R E A L dot Bandcamp B A N D C A M P dot com, and I have my whole uh my whole discography going back to I think about 2001 or 2002 something like that. So uh, pretty much everything that I've released. In, in, in that form because I've always released my music like for free you know mm-hmm. I, I've mm-hmm. never I felt like I was just tinkering and tampering you know hovering right. over the eternal priors or Hotep has been my first where I felt like I put together a product that I that I think people can appreciate right. as a product right. so I, I'm not where can not, I find that at still I'm not sure if it's still up on Spotify and oh. iTunes because I I knew my lease was going to come up it's on Amazon though right uh, well well it's a part of that whole package, so okay. I didn't I didn't pay for that package again. I'm going to be using another service okay. to put it up. Uh, I want to put up like a deluxe edition with a couple of tracks that didn't make it, but I feel like they have no other place but mm-hmm. in this pantheon of songs. Uh, so you can you can definitely look me up on Spotify though. If you look up that hovering over the Eternal Prize, I think I have linked my Spotify profile to that one so okay. everything going forward i'm going to try to link them to my spotify uh, profile i'll try to get you that link before we okay. post it so that you yes. can you can get that up there but uh uh yeah uh you can find aj is real is where you're going to find me most places so if you just kind of type that in aj i s r e a l on uh google 
you'll kind of find a bunch of stuff. You'll probably find my Instagram, my Twitter, all that stuff. I'm very not safe for work. I know this is a a a, a, a sanctioned, uh, 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 ordained podcast. <laughs> so I want to warn people before they listen that is, uh, or before they jump in and join on my stuff. That I'm very, I'm a young man living a young a young man's <laughs> life. I'll say that much. Let's just say he has the explicit <laughs> uh, tag attached to his. Music. Always, always, always. But this is a podcast. Yes. And uh, so we're going to play out as we leave this podcast with um alvin jones we'll be playing his song for yes the kids yeah. and if as you and if out. you listen and something something hits you or something you feel something and you want to you feel like you want to say something I, you can always hit me up twitter me dm me instagram me any anything just you know just, just give a shout out any little thing i don't i appreciate all of that you know even if you don't buy the record you just go stream it a bunch of times i appreciate that yes and we appreciate you so this is real talk with real people i am your host dr caroline bethia jones and we're going to um say our goodbyes see you see you people yeah. and this is for the kids Funny man, they tell you you could be anything that you want when you follow your dreams. So you run around for an hour, it seems, until you got lost on rivers and streams and feelings that you can't redeem. When you are awakened for chasing your schemes, holding your face underwater, that's clean, wiping yesterday's feelings from the scene. There I go, breaking that fourth wall. If you knock, it's going all fall. Truman told me he told y'all. But I still do my roll calls. Damn, there go another light again. Damn, won't find nothing like him. Damn, knocked out like I'm fighting. Mayweather waking to my house while they writing. You got the world on his knees. Fuck that. You could be all you could be. Fuck that. You could pursue all your dreams. Fuck that. You got a right just to be. Fuck that. You could be all you could be. your dreams so you run and ran for an hour of teams until you got lost on some rocks and some things orbited space after fighting with these spaceships of life with nefarious schemes tracing what's left just to find out the scene just to see bodies with bruises like fiends damn there's nothing wrong with your tv i'm in that curtain i hope you can't see me now you realize that i'm here just to see me you're in my chambers you're strapped to the cd i got a knife and it's wet cause it's bleeding i cut you open to stop you from leaving you couldn't listen and do by my bleeding so i'd rather have you here simply dreaming that you got the world on his knees that you could be all you could be that you could pursue all your dreams that you got a right